0: your partner in real estate. I feel like it's, feel like it's been forever uh, since we've
1: spoken, but it hasn't. Bryce Young, that's how much I miss you when I don't speak to you every single week. Well, Bryce Young hasn't really been elevated to number one, but they're treating him like a number one quarterback, and I guess they should. So I'm really not surprised, but all the reports are that he is absolutely on track to be QB1 when, even when they get to training camp, maybe well before they get
0: to the start of the season. Yeah, look, David Tepper doesn't trade a bunch of assets. And let's be clear about it. David Tepper made that trade yes, uh, to go up and get Bryce Young if he doesn't expect him to start week one. You know, if you go up and get Anthony Richardson for all that, or you go up and get Will Levis, which, I mean, in hindsight, Richardson, you know, goes, again, hindsight, goes fourth overall. You're like, all right, you should have to one to get him. You go up and trade him, Will Levis, and he, you know, he falls where he does. And you're like, oh, boy. Um, but you don't make that move if the guy's not starting week one. You also don't go draft a guy like Bryce Young at number one if he's not going to start week one. However, right. I think Frank Reich's uh, – just the way that Frank Reich operates at him is that he's going to – he's he doesn't want to give anything away in terms right. of a competition. Um, he doesn't want to just hand Bryce Young – you know, he wants Bryce Young to win the job. Sure. And Bryce Young's going to win the job. and by And by win the job doesn't mean that he has to actually be better than – You know Andy Dalton or who you know whoever you want to roll in. um, What he has to do is just be good enough as a number one overall pick to earn the job. Mm -hmm. And like the barrier, the barrier for earning that job as a number one overall pick is so much lower than it is if you're a third round pick. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson had to beat out Matt Flynn. Right, he did in training camp and the preseason, and he did yeah. to get that job, you know, to earn that job from Pete Carroll. Bryce Young's barrier to earning that job is so much lower. <laughs> but if you're Frank Reich, and I think you you don't want to acknowledge that he's just going to get the job, he is. Like, he right. would have to stink the joint up. He would have right. be terrible. He would to have to job. lose it. He would have to lose the job. Right. That's that's a, you know what? That's a better way to put it. He <laughs> has to lo- the job. Is his to lose? <laughs> Will Brinson is with us here
1: on the Adam Gold Show. Here's the thing, and uh, I keep drawing this comparison to what happened last year. Ike Okwu was the sixth overall pick, and he was always going to, at some point, be the starter at left tackle. But when Matt Rule named him the starter at left tackle, we just watched him in the preseason game get treated like a turnstile. Like he was terrible. Yeah. And then Matt Rule named, but we've seen what we needed to see, and I'm like, wait a second. Did we watch a different game? Because, look, I get that he was always going to ultimately be the starter. But you can't name him the starter after we just saw him get abused in a preseason game. But that speaks to the fact that every time you hear Frank Reich talk, I judge him in relation to what we had been listening to for three (laughs) preseasons. And
0: Matt Rule was a rank amateur compared to this professional. Yeah, Frank. Look, Frank Reich. You know, I've had a lot of. You know, um, we're we're in the middle of our, you know, our summer break for the NFL or whatever. And you know, like I, you know, you run into every time I run into um, family members or friends who, you know, they want like what, like, yeah, living, you know, living. They're like, what's the deal with Frank Reich? Like, because a lot of people really like Steve Wilkes. Sure, I did too. um, Yeah, love Steve Wilkes, and I'm like, I I can't overstate enough just what an upgrade Frank Reich (laughs) is going to be. For the Carolina Panthers over Matt Rule, mm-hmm. um, not just with you know the over not just with his overall ability as a head coach, but also you know with his ability in terms of bringing in other coaches and mm-hmm. the other coaches that he brought in. He has an Tremendous. all-star coaching staff. They are going to be professionals. They yeah. are going to operate in a, in a way that. everybody makes mistakes in every job, right? Sure, but they are they are going to. Matt Rule, it is going to feel like night and day for Panthers fans, and they, like nobody's really seen the Frank Wright effect, you know, in in operation yet. But once, I mean, like he is a really, really smart head coach. He is a really balanced, diligent guy. He doesn't get too too high, too low, and he's not going to act like a slappy like Matt Rule did for for several years. <laughs> All right. A couple of other issues around the league, and this one is sort of a. F-
1: kind of a made-up conversation, but I'm fascinated by it. And I was watching one of the other networks, Will, and they flashed up a a question, Will, and you'll know exactly who I'm talking about here, (laughs) Will Aaron Rodgers become the most beloved uh, quarterback in New York, or, you know, Jet quarterback, whatever, in Jets
0: history, if he wins a Super Bowl? meaning you'd have to you'd have to get up pretty early to figure out what, what uh what network you were watching i think. <laughs> is that a fair assessment? That is a
1: very good assessment, Wilbertson.
0: <laughs> so, and here's my my
1: point. Cuz I don't think uh the normal host was there that day. Sure. Uh, um there's nothing that Aaron Rodgers could do. Nothing. He could win 3 Super Bowls. Mm. He is never going to surpass Joe Namath in Jets lore. I would argue that he is the most beloved football player in New York and that goes for all the great Giants that ever played. Oh. Whether it's Lawrence Taylor, the only one I would say is close is the late Frank Gifford. Joe Namath, he wasn't even that good. No. Nah. He was just he was great early and then his knees fell apart and he couldn't be great anymore. Charismatic, but Joe Namath he survived everything. Everything. Joe, Joe Namath will never be surpassed in Jets history. I
0: do. Th- I do think that, and I, I probably agree with you. I do think that there is a case to be made that, like, if like winning a Super Bowl now for Jets fans, when so many of them, so many Jets fans were like, like, don't or just like don't like, weren't alive for the Jets. <laughs> you know, we're like, weren't yeah, functioning. I was barely alive. Like- Right, all they know is pain and suffering, yeah. and like a bringing. Do you think about you know like would you say that you're not going to say that Anthony Rizzo obviously is like an all time great is the greatest Cubby of all time? No, whoever <laughs> Mr. won the World Co- Series, <laughs> but like I'm just I'm just saying they ended the pain. Yeah, of, like if, no, if, Aaron Rodgers, right. if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers single handedly, and it will be granted single handedly, even though football didn't work that way, comes in and wins the Super Bowl and ends the pain of New York Jets and the suffering. I mean it'll it'll be an argument. It'll be an argument, but but like he it has to win the Super Bowl for it to even be a discussion, obviously.
1: Right, but it would be an argument for it being like the cherry on top of his Sunday. Yeah. Now it would be great for the Jets, but it would be sort of like LeBron winning a title for Cleveland. Mm. Aaron Rodgers was so good that he won a title for the Jets. Again, my my prediction is that as good as Aaron Rodgers is today I don't think he
0: can overcome that cesspool. Uh, I, I agree with that, and by the way, too, the other thing is that remember Joe, with, the, with the time frame that Joe Namath played. He also then had like post post you know post the the guarantee the, the Super Bowl win, and then you have the you know you have the the fur coats, and it's like his legend the pantyhose. has He wore he, he wore pantyhose. He did commercials for pantyhose. When uh, I want to see Aaron Rodgers do commercials for like Lululemon. <laughs> Sure. Wouldn't I I think it would be difficult for Aaron Rodgers to be the greatest jet ever. I it think it would be like I think I think if Aaron Rodgers no I, this is an off-season trope of of the highest degree uh-huh. but like if Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl for the Jets, he would go on the Mount Rushmore of the Jets. 13 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Uh,
1: could, yeah, because we still it's have a two really spots bad open. Rush where he'd sneak <laughs> We still have two empty spots. <laughs> <laughs> just. Woody Namath. Johnson's little ball cap is one of them. <laughs> just Namath, and then Aaron Rodgers, and we got two more empty spots. Right. I'm a, look again. Want people to remember, I am a recovering Jets fan. I am no longer. Right. A Jets fan. I am doing my best every day to kick the habit. So, Saquon Barkley, Will Brinson is with us here on The Adam Gold Show. Saquon Barkley says he will not go to uh, minicamp. Oh, real quick, back to uh, the Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says these six weeks have been the most fun he's had in years. Mm. Do you think he said that knowing in his mind that the Jets were
0: going to cancel mandatory minicamp? <laughs> uh, maybe. I-, I do think that. I think there's something interesting about you know start you start you know, start with a fresh perspective sure. and you go to a new place and you're in the Big Apple and every look everyone is kowtowing to Rodgers. and everyone is sucking up right. to Rogers you know, and and like all the you know all the, it's like oh like look at this throw Rodgers is amazing and look like, he's a two, you know what he won the MVP four times um, yes you know twice in the last three years it's the you know if you, you think about you think about the Jets and sort of go back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tom Brady showed up. You know, as a franchise, it didn't have a ton of success for a long no. time. And there's just a, you know, it was a loser vibe in the building yeah. to a degree. And Brady and I think it. When, when someone with that much, someone is that much of a winner shows up, and I don't think Rodgers is quite there on Brady's level, but no. still, you know, Aaron Rodgers, a Hall, surefire Hall of Famer, you show up, it just, it, just, it just feels different. For a lot of these guys mm-hmm. who've never played with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, they're like, holy crap. They just went from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. They're like, Zach Wilson to Mike White to Aaron Rodgers. They're like, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. This is like going from a
1: bicycle to a Ferrari. He has a chance and Rodgers has a chance to ch- transform that team if you will, the current version of that team because the core of it is so young, which was not yes. the case in Tampa. That was a veteran team that really put all of this the the you know the the current team on a credit card. They they extended contracts well out into the future to keep as many players as they could under the cap and the end result is Tampa's probably going to go back to being bad again. Um yeah. but the Jets have a chance with 2 years of Aaron Rodgers even though there might be a dead cap hit when he walks away, uh 2 years of Aaron Rodgers maybe to elevate the status of the franchise, it might they might be in a different spot. Uh but then again, it's the Jets. We'll have all bets are off. Real quick before I get to the running back debate, uh Will Brinson. So the Jaguars are considering playing games at Daytona International Speedway w- while yeah, their that. stadium is... Um, How are they going to do that? Do, you, do, you, do fa- every fa- Does every fan walking in get a pair of binoculars or a telescope so they can see the game?
0: I mean, the only, like... <laughs> I mean, I saw widespread panic at Myrtle Beach Speedway one time. Does that count as a, a similar... <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Similar, it's the same similar- thing. By the way, I'll tell you what. Man, you want to talk about scorching hot... <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Like if you're playing in Daytona, I mean, like those players. I mean, are, you're you used to playing in Florida anyway. Yeah, you're basically playing in a concrete jungle, right? <laughs> like that is, I mean, that is, it is, yeah, obscenely hot. Yes, and I, I'm not sure how. I mean, it's, what they can see a hundred thousand people in there. Yeah, this but is, it's a two and like, a
1: half mile oval. Yeah. How are they? You can't... I mean, the football field, you can have like a quarter mile or a quarter mile track around a football field. We're talking about two and a half miles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I saw that the... uh the other things that have been discussed about were, were University of Florida, their stadium, the Swamp, mm, um, Camping World Stadium in Orlando, which you know, hosts a bowl game, right. a eleven thousand seat uh, baseball stadium that hosts the AAA affiliate of the Miami Marlins. Which, <laughs> by the way, but like, that's a good idea. They should do that this year. Eleven thousand. I mean, because the Jaguars are going to be good. It would stink for the Jaguars fans because you would you know, a lot of season ticket holders would lose out, but that place would be raucous. It'd be like if NC State actually did the right thing and moved back into Reynolds, moved the basketball games back into Reynolds, which they will never do, but nevertheless, um, you know, I, I think. Oh yeah, so it, but they have to add like 125 million dollars, like worth of renovations to those spots. So I have happen. the solution. Point, point, Here's the point solution. The thing is, though. like Daytona is going to be, it. it this would be so Jaguars to <laughs> get this roster, get this coaching staff, get this. Um, you know, this quarterback in place, get this roster in place, and then to, you know, to go and like toss him in Daytona Speedway and like and lose all the vibes of the stadium, lose all the vibes of like, like force yourself to play in the Speedway. Just have to, I just reeks of a bad decision.
1: Oh, it's a terrible decision. I have the, uh, I have a solution. Not really. Uh, Shad Khan, the owner, also owns Fulham, right? There you go. Yeah. Craven Cottage. We just uh, we bring we bring the Jaguars. This will be the NFL's experiment as to whether or not a franchise can work in London. So in West London, right there, it's Fulham. You got Brentford. You got Chelsea. All like you could throw a blanket over them. Oh, phenomenal. Or they could just play at Stamford Bridge. No, uh, if it's Shad Khan, <laughs> they'd have to play at Craven Cottage. All right, real quick. Uh, Saquon Barkley says he will not play under the franchise tag. I don't blame him. I don't know how that's going to work out. The Giants don't blame don't... him.
0: Don't believe him. <laughs> you, you think he'll play under the franchise tag? I think you have to. I don't. Okay. I don't see how he's going to get out of it. The problem is you. The, the, the only guy who's ever tried not to do it, really, in the modern CBA is Le'Veon Bell, and it just didn't. I mean, how that worked out.
1: And but... and Le'Veon Bell has said that he regrets not uh, yep. uh, the way that You're throwing worked away out. ten million guarantee dollars. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott are right now unrestricted free agents. Of those three, who would you rather have right now? Out of Saquon
0: Barkley, it's not even close. Uh, it's not, he's Cook not even gets, close. I know Dalvin Cook gets hurt a lot, but. Hmm. Dalvin's 29, though. 27, you know, he doesn't have a ton of carry. I mean, he played a full season last year. I love Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook, the two connections for him Buffalo, where his brother plays, although he'd be stealing his brother's carry, <laughs> which is be. a little weird. Um, and then Miami, you know, he's from, uh, he's yeah. from South Florida. And that, that even though the the Kyle Shanahan teams don't typically utilize higher paid running backs. That would be a perfect fit with that one cut. That's just what he, that's what he excels in. You saw him, he thrived in Gary Kubiak's scheme. Kubiak obviously coached with Mike Shanahan.
1: Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, com Pick 6 podcast. Mm. All right, sir. Uh, We must, we must tee it up soon. Uh, I don't don't know which end of the club to use, but uh, I'll figure it out by like the fifth hole.
0: We can wildly swing. Yeah. It's not like you're going to hit somebody off the first tee. I never should do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember it either. I don't remember it either. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man.
1: Those are memories. I'll talk to you later. See uh-huh. you. Yeah. So that was like an unfair shot at me.
0: Yeah. It was a dig.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, throwing shade. It actually did happen, but we we, we don't have to get back to it. Uh, no lawsuit was filed in that. It's probably fortunate. Good. Yeah. It's probably fortunate. But I mean it happens, right? I mean, sometimes we were not accurate off the tee and occasionally people get in the way. I mean, uh, head on a swivel. Right. Just uh, we'll just we'll just say that. Danger zone.
0: At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.